Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we're coming to you with a super exciting episode. We're going to ta- be talking about The Bachelorette and F Boy Island, episode six for each of them. And this is the episode right before Hometowns. This is of, of The Bachelorette, and this is the episode that we have the F Boy reveal on FBoy Island. So let's just dive in right now. Go ahead and get started here because I'm super excited to talk about both of these two episodes. Oh, me too. These were two good episodes, I thought, or at least interesting. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited to talk about it. Okay, so I'm just going to dive right in and talk about the first date that we see. The first date that we see is a one-on-one date with Gabby and Nate. So we hear Gabby talking about how she feels like Nate's daughter is the luckiest girl in the world to have him in her life. And it, it makes her love him even more. So I think this is the first time that we have heard Gabby say, that she loves someone right yeah so that just like really really was okay so for Michelle I don't know if you kind of caught on here but there are different levels of love in bachelor world no please tell me (laughs) um falling for falling in love being in love with I love you are all different things they're all different levels of love Okay. So for her to say, she didn't say it makes me fall in love with him more. She says it makes her love him even more. So I feel like this is a degree that like sometimes we hear leads say in confessionals and stuff like that. But for the most part, the lead, it's kind of taboo for the lead to tell one of their contestants the three words, I love you, they can say, I'm falling in love with you. But to say the three words, I love you, is um, something that they usually keep for their finale. Now, there's been controversy, like Ben Higgins told two girls that he loved them. um, And then we had maybe it was Clayton tell all three girls that he was in love with them. And so we've seen it happen before, but it's not, it's not very common. It's, it is kind of taboo in bachelor world. So to see that we're not even at hometown dates and she's already saying that she loves him. I feel like still makes Nate seem like a front runner, except yeah. for the fact that she's crying while she's doing this. Yeah. So they're walking around in, in Amsterdam and um, Gabby pretty much realizes that she needs to talk to him. I think when she originally picked him for the one on date, she one on one date, she was wanting to have the conversations that were in her head and try to figure things out. But then as the conversation grew nearer and nearer, it became clearer to her that no conversation really needed to be had and 
her exact words are, I have more healing and growing to do before I become a mom. My life isn't in a place where I can fully commit to take on that responsibility wholeheartedly. She's crying and she says, you want to be together so bad, but you can't. And I don't know if I should have done this earlier. Um, so she's really having this internal struggle. And I get what she means by like, I don't know if I should have done this earlier because she has to send him home and it just gets harder and harder. Um, yeah. Knowing that she, I don't think that it's that she isn't ready to be a mom personally I think it's that she's scared to be a mom I think that she's like terrified to be a mom and so yeah and I think it's like one thing you're if you're dating someone who has a kid and you haven't met the kid yet you haven't gotten to that level of seriousness and I think she's realizing the end goal of the show is to be engaged and while she may be fine to like casually date someone who has a kid She's not fine to be engaged to someone who has a kid and become like be thrown into being a mom right away. I think that's kind of part of it too. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, because she, yeah, she wants to leave this show engaged. And if she leaves engaged to him, then she is kind of automatically a mom. So I, I absolutely like understand where she's coming from, especially when like, I don't know how I didn't see this coming because of the fact that she's like cried about her mommy issues pretty mm-hmm. much every single one-on-one date that she's had. Um, so I like, we know that she felt unloved by her mom. We know that she has these like really big issues um, that are no fault to her. Like I'm not trying to say anything negative um but it's really affecting her relationship with Nate and she I in my opinion she brought him along so far because he is the strongest connection that she has yeah I think he still is I have so many thoughts on this talk about it okay so I, 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 I didn't know if she brought him on the one-on-one date so she could have that time in person to leave him instead of not, or to send him home instead of not giving him a rose and it be quick. Or if, like you said, it kind of hit her as the date was happening. I, I wasn't sure I think, if it was. I don't was. know, but I think just based on like the confessionals that she had, in the beginning where she's talking about like how like she his daughter is like the luckiest girl in the world and all that like I feel like she went into the day I mean I could totally be wrong but just based on the way that editing was I feel like she went into the date like hoping to get answers and pretty right away she realized that I can't go to your hometown and how she says too like if I met your daughter, I know that I would just fall in love with her um, because I will see so much of you in her. And that makes me feel like if she meets, 
basically she's saying like, if I meet the daughter, I'm going to pick you and then we're going to have to figure this out and I'm not ready. That's kind of how I took it anyway. This is how I take it. She needs more therapy. Yeah. Since therapy is such a big theme in this season, like this girl, bless her heart, needs, needs more therapy because I, I can only tell this from my personal experience. Like I did not want kids. Me and my first husband did not want kids. One reason I married him is because I knew he didn't want kids. Um, a reason me and my, my college sweetheart broke up after seven years and we were engaged was because he did want kids and I just didn't. So that was a deal breaker. Um, but when I met Mitch, it didn't matter to me that he had two kids, like how she said, I've never experienced anything the way I feel, the way I feel with Nate. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was with me when I reconnected with Mitch. So he could have probably had 10 kids and it wouldn't have mattered. Um, so I'm kind of like, mind you, I'm much older than her. And I've been through an enga- a broken engagement and a divorce and a marriage. So I knew when the guy I realized he was supposed to be the person I was supposed to be with had, you know, had, I mean, obviously I knew he had kids from the beginning, but it didn't matter. So I just think you nailed it on the head. I think she's, she's terrified. Bless her heart. I think she is so terrified of being Mm -hmm. a bad mom and not being able to love the mom, uh, the kid. And that's, that's what I think stopping her. Um, and I know it just broke my heart and it is also very, I want to say it's mature error for her to realize that and to let him go before meeting the daughter. You know, I'm not her. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Meeting before meeting the daughter. And I don't know what she's going through, but I mean, do y'all, how old is she? I thought she's 32 or 33. Y'all know. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. I can look it up though. Oh, well, she's not that young then. I mean, she's not in I know her Rachel, like early Rachel's 20s, younger. But... I looked it up earlier in the season. Rachel's like 20 in her 20s, 26 or something. Rachel's younger. I do not remember that. Gabby is 31. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm sorry. She's not that, that young um, <laughs> compared to what I was thinking. But I also find it interesting. I wonder when she told the other guys, she basically told them she's not ready to be a mom. Now, I don't know if she meant like, I'm not ready to be a mom to somebody else's child or I'm not ready to be a mom, period. And I'm like, a lot of these guys are older. Like they probably want to settle down and start uh-huh. having kids. So I'm like, I wonder what was going through their head when she was saying this. Yeah. And another thing that I'm really curious about is now that that um, information that Reality Steve, Reality Steve revealed last week, um, Obviously, I'm sure at this point, Gabby has seen that. So I wonder what Gabby thinks about those rumors and about like all the rumors about his daughter and him and his relationships and stuff that was put out there. I wonder if that makes her feel like she's glad she didn't pick him because maybe he's not the great father that she keeps like hyping him up to be or like maybe she is now regretting her decision because like maybe that kid isn't 
in his life as much as she had thought he was or I don't know but that I think brings like a whole nother layer to him getting eliminated for the reasons that he did post-show yeah well I was curious like is if he was a single father or where the mom was in this um I don't know all I know is that he was able to conceal his child from a girlfriend for a year. And that he's divorced. So he was married, he was married to the daughter's mother and then they got divorced. So I, I assume based on like that reality, Steve thing. And like Christina said that they shared custody because he was traveling to see her and going on trips. Why was he in Amsterdam during COVID anyways? How did he even get there? I know that's a totally different, like, <laughs> off. but he was like, I was in Amsterdam and everything was closed down. Like, could you even fly into like overseas during the pandemic? I don't think you could. Um, I mean, there were like certain times that you could, but yeah, I mean, it had to have been for like work or something. It had to have been. Yeah. I just thought, I just thought of something. I feel like this might be kind of controversial, but with Nate, and this is kind of skipping ahead to the end, but it's related to Nate. So I want to talk about it now. Okay. He, Gabby said, I've never dated anyone like you. You're totally different than anyone I dated. Now let's look at the three guys that Gabby picked. They all look the fucking same to me. They all kind of have similar personalities to me. Like, so I think she took the easy way out. And I think being with Nate would be something different from her, something she's no someone she's never dated before. He has a kid. She would have to navigate all these things. And instead of deciding, I'm going to jump in and navigate all these things, this person is so different from anyone I've ever dated. She went with like the three most cookie cutter guys that just are absolutely the same. 100%. Who the fuck is Johnny and who is Eric? I still don't know. <laughs> okay. So Johnny was, he had his one-on-one. I know, I really do know. I, I was joking. I know, I really do know, but I'm saying there's so much alike, like. <laughs> okay, okay. I was yeah. gonna say, because I really, I've listened to both of them on podcasts too. I can't remember, like, I think one of them was on Talking It Out with Brian and Mike, I think. I know Avon was on that one. I get them all confused because I've just been listening. Do you like Johnny? Because Johnny's the one I like over Eric. I kind of like, I don't know. I like them both, to be honest, but I feel like, yeah, I I like them both. Well, that may be controversial, but I totally agree. So I think that whoever we don't see as a finalist i'm excited to see as the bachelor or on paradise now i guess speaking of that i think that pre-reality steve stuff nate was 1000 percent set up to be the next bachelor he is technically in her top five even though she does an interview that says that um, she would have had Nate in her top four, but technically yeah. he is in her top five. And the last time that we saw someone not in the top four 
become a bachelor was obviously Matt James, but that doesn't really count because he wasn't even on a season. But before that, it was Hannah Brown and she was fifth. And it was very like in the like Twitter, social media, Reddit world. It was very much so like, oh, my God, Hannah B is the bachelorette and she wasn't in the top four. So it's very like unusual thing unless they're pulling from like a previous season like they have with like um, when they brought back Ari. Um, even like Nick Vial and Colton were like a little different because they they came straight off of their paradise season. Um, so to, to, to have somebody that um, and also they were top four finishers finalists or whatever uh, Colton and, and Nick both were on all of the bachelorette seasons that they did um and so was Ari they just went back further so it's very unusual for them to pick someone who um isn't in the top four but I really think that as much airtime as we've gotten from Nate I really think that he would be um the first single dad or no the second single dad or the dad that we've seen um on the show because um the first one obviously was Jason Mesnick who is still with his winner and then um our first black bachelor was Matt James and so he would be our second black bachelor um and Matt James is also still I mean him and Rachel broke up temporarily after their season but they got back together and they're still together. So I think that they were really setting um, Nate up to be the bachelor. I think that they wanted that story of the kid, the heartbreak. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I literally cried when they broke up. It was (laughs) so emotional. I mean, I'm such a little baby over here, but. Oh God, y'all cry at my too no, I, I cry every I all those people am I friends with those people I cry a lot watching tv especially like if someone I love gets voted off or evicted or something from a show I cry survivor I cry on the family episode every yeah. season like I cry a lot at stupid things. okay survivor I I do get choked up on the family episodes like <laughs> I do that those touch me other than that yeah that's funny. I okay. I don't cry at commercials, but I do. I do cry at TV sometimes, and this one got me good because I love Gabby and Nate. I think he is her winner, but he's not because he has a kid, and the breakup was just so sad in the way that he was trying to comfort her, saying, telling her not to cry, but like you could tell, like he was like heart sunk, broken over this at the same time. I mean. We could talk about this date the entire time. I think, I know, I think there's still a chance. For these two? Yes. Interesting. If you know different, don't tell me. Interesting. I have hope. Okay. Okay, well, like I said, we could talk about the Gabby-Nate date this entire episode. So do any of you have either find any final thoughts on the Gabby and Nate date, breakup, anything like that before we move on? Um, just because, like I said, we could talk about this the entire time. I, I have one question that I wrote down. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder, like, did she get to see the tulips? Do we think that they had the same date? Because they haven't had the same one-on-one date so far. No, but she said how she just wanted, she was talking about wanting to see the tulips so bad and it never showed her with the tulips. So I was just wondering if she got to see them. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I have I hope no she idea. Did. They looked really pretty. That was so cool. Yeah, that looks so pretty. Yeah, I would love to have that date that um, Rachel had. So since we're talking about the tulips, Abby, do you want to just get into her Rachel's one-on-one date with Zach? Okay. Yeah, I will. I love the date, um, but let me just preface this by saying this: I I just don't really like Rachel. So this may just sound cynical. This whole date because it it was I really honestly y'all if I wasn't recording this podcast I would have just like fast forwarded that through that date but so they go to the tulip field that um, apparently only blooms like for two weeks out of the year and it was gorgeous Um, and then she says I am doing my podcast baby okay I'll be in in just a second um. And so she asked him to accept this tulip and the way he like said, like responded, he's like, Oh, I would love to just was so, just so cheesy to me. Um, I don't, I don't like the way he said that. It was just weird. But anyways, then they bike ride to what looked like, I guess, like an outdoor market. It was really cool. They had like, cheese tasting that's one thing we have in common this girl loves her cheese um and clog trying on and um lemonade there's a lemonade I cute the, little... I thought the clogging was really cool yeah I did yeah I thought the whole I thought the whole date was cool um but yeah all the little stands they went to were were awesome and then they um are just in this hot top hot tub in the middle of the tulip field which looked amazing and I don't know they're really connecting I'm confused like where are are they in Amsterdam she talked about Amsterdam Neverlands and Holland like so where I thought they were where the fuck are they um okay so I was curious about this too because I thought they were in Amsterdam, but then she says something about Holland, and then there's something that is said about the Netherlands too. And so I apparently don't know my my world geography enough because I have no idea if all of these are like the same place, but like a state inside of a country, basically. I I I am. The I wrong think the Netherlands is inside of Holland. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. So. And I just realized, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. When I wrote this out, like I was pronouncing it never lands. <laughs> like their <laughs> pants. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. I was reading Disney. I was reading reading Disney stories to Kyler last night when she went to bed. That's my excuse. There you go. Okay, Amsterdam, it is all the same thing. Amsterdam is the the Netherlands capital and Amsterdam is found within the Dutch province of Holland okay so a province is a country though right 
Holland's Holland is a is a country. Yes. Is Amsterdam a country or a city in the Netherlands? Amsterdam is the capital city of the most popular populous city of the Kingdom of Netherlands. Its status as the Dutch capital is mandated by the Constitution of the Netherlands, though it is not a seat of the Dutch government. Okay, so Amsterdam is the is this the capital city so it looks like yeah amsterdam's the city the country is netherlands and then holland is a region that the netherlands is a part of okay Uh, okay okay well that's Uh, okay free or world geography lesson today of the day um (coughs) apparently i I need to travel more. That's what this Yeah, is. right. <laughs> well, honestly, the whole season when they've been showing places, uh, gosh, yeah, I've gotten a travel itch just from, from watching this season. Right? Um, so at dinner, um, they get- okay, can we go back the- just like two seconds here. So they like walk oh, yeah. past in- this windmill and they like visibly show them walking past this windmill and like doing nothing about it. Um. But I instantly think of Hannah B in theater, and I'm pretty sure that's why, like, I think that Zach says, like, oh, like, we should buy a windmill or something like that. And I'm pretty sure it's a, a reference to Hannah B and Peter, because their fantasy suite was inside of a windmill, and it's, like, known, like, it was said on there after the final rose for whatever reason, and Hannah's mentioned it multiple times, and it was brought up, like, a ton of times on Peter season and like his women with their entrances and stuff like that, that Hannah B and Peter had sex three times in the windmill on their fantasy tweet date. I don't even watch this show, but I, I knew about that whole windmill thing. And that's what I thought of too. So I think you're right, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm sorry, but moving on, I just had to, I had to mention that. I didn't even notice that part. Um, okay, so they're at their dinner and they have a like this deep discussion and they're talking. Uh, Zach kind of brings up his past relationships and there's a high school sweetheart and then there was one a little bit over a year ago. And it sounded like the reason it ended was because Zach just was not happy with himself and he realized he could not be happy with anybody else until he himself was whole and and happy and felt good about himself he mentioned losing 85 pounds um and hannah i mean hannah um rachel asks well how did you go through this process like how did you how did you you get to this point and dun 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 therapy um (laughs) so more therapy hype um and she of course loved that because She's a therapy girl and he tells her that he is falling in love with her. And when she gives him the rose, it was, I thought, I did think this was kind of cute. She asked him to accept the rose and she's leaning in to pin it on him. And he's leaning in for a kiss thinking she's about to kiss him. And 
she pins the rose on a person and then they kiss but it was kind of this like awkward little Funny. moment but cute because it was natural like um and then they go outside and an orchestra is playing in the street and they dance and they kiss and it's just the cheesiest thing ever it, yeah it was the end so I love that Zach opened up about his previous relationship and his weight loss and how he um, didn't love himself and he um, felt like he couldn't love anybody else until he bettered himself. And I just love that um, story of growth. And I think it's so important um, within a person and within a relationship that you find someone who is willing to take the steps to grow to be a better person. And I think the fact that he already has um, really shows that he has what it takes to be in a serious relationship and do the work that it might take because relationships, they're not easy. They take work. Even the most perfect relationships have things that need to be work worked on constantly. So I think that that just like, I loved that portion of the date um, like a lot because I just really think that it really showed the potential that Zach has as a man and as a potential future husband. So I just think that that's so great for Rachel. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I just agree. Picked up on all like these details that I didn't see. That was great. I kind of disagree with the statement relationships take a lot of work. Really? I do. Yeah. Well, I think that like, uh, I know that's a very popular opinion. Like I'm in the minority here thinking that. Well, I think that like everybody as a human, like your human journey takes a lot of growth. So why wouldn't it like a relationship take work too? Because for me personally, I feel like even when I'm not at the best that I think that I can be. And when, even when I am, there's still something I can do to make myself better because there's nobody that's perfect. So in that regard, I think that people should be like learning and growing and trying to better themselves every day. So within bettering yourself, if you're in a relationship, you should also be trying to better that relationship. Okay. And I feel like, if two people are going to, and y'all know I've been on a huge, like personal journey the past four months yeah. and mm-hmm. tons of changes have happened in my life. Um, I, I think if two people individually are being the best version of themselves and growing and this, as long as they're like communicating that fact and supporting each other, then they are growing together. But again, it's just my personal yeah no I agree with everything that you just said I just think that like growing that what you said also means that they're growing together because even if they're doing it individually at the end of the day you said like they're supporting one another so they're coming back and doing it together yeah yeah but yeah no I I agree completely it, uh, about the individual journey thing but yeah I just I really I really like Zach and I think that he has what it takes to be a, a great man and husband for Rachel in the future 
Um, he does seem like a really nice guy. Yeah. I'll give him that. For sure. Um, okay. So Michelle, do you want to talk a little bit about the group dates that we've seen? Yeah. So the group dates, Rachel, Rachel's group date is this kind of like a weightlifting comp. I feel like Abby would be so much better explained. It's a weightlifting competition where they have, um, wheels of cheese that they have to hold up and see who is going to be able to hold this the longest. Um, it looked like it was really difficult from the way the guys were struggling and it ends up the final two that were up there were Ethan and Tino, but then Tino ends up winning. Um, and at least seemed like a couple of the guys, not that they got like really hurt, but like, it, it didn't seem like it was an easy feat to do that they did this. And I don't, well, know, I don't remember how much awful. it weighed. What Abby? I don't know how much it, I don't know how much weight. Well, their form was awful. I bet all of them their backs hurt after all of that because the, I mean, I, I can't really blame that their form sucked because of the way the board was, but no, that's, I bet all their backs hurt for days after that. Yeah. You'd think that they would be able to figure out how to position it better th though, because so many of those guys like are buff guys. It's not like they're like guys that have zero muscle. You'd think they'd be used to like lifting weights. I don't know. I don't know if it was just the board. Um, it's totally different than like a squat rack. So yeah. I don't know, but whatever. I was just lucky. Of course I look at their form. I'm like, Oh no, that's not going to end well. <laughs> anyway, go on Michelle. Sorry. No, see, that's what I needed you for. Um, yeah. And this is totally not a date for me. Like I would never want to have like shirtless guys lifting weights like this is not a date for me so I was not really interested by this date <laughs> um at the night portion um everyone kind of gets their one-on-one -on -one time with Rachel um and it seems like Tino thinks like he had this amazing breakthrough and moment with Rachel and like he feels so good about himself but actually Tyler's the one who ends up getting the group date rose and then this is probably the most interesting thing of the episode to me is Tino has like a complete meltdown that he did not get this rose um he feels like he did such a great job he won the weightlifting thing earlier he he just cannot fathom that he did not get this rose so I thought that was pretty interesting that he kind of melted down a little bit and not only did he melt down but he he talks about it like it's a game he says things like I crushed it I knocked it out of the park he seems like he, in his confessionals, like afterwards, he's like kind of emotional and teary or whatever. And it makes him seem like a little more hurt by it. But in the moment, he seems more pissed off than he seems like he's, he's hurt. He is like an he F boy. He's yeah. F boy. Yeah, Abby, that's the vibes I was getting. I'm like, he just wants to win. He doesn't really want Rachel. He just wants to win. I thought whoever called him a baby back bitch, I was like, yeah, boy, you're, you're on target. I don't know. That was Ethan, who is my pick uh, for who should be the next bachelor. Cause I think he's fucking too. hilarious. I love him. I put like <laughs> in double asterisks. I'm like, I love Ethan. I love him so much. And I think having an Asian man as a bachelor, come on, we need that. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to be campaigning yes. for Ethan as bachelor. <laughs> I will support that campaign. I will. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, so that was really Rachel's date. Gabby, this one was another, now we have to have another freaking awkward one. Um, so it seems like they're trying to play off like Amsterdam, the red light district and um, the whole sexual tie in there. So they have this class with this woman and I don't know if she was a dominatrix or just like an SMN and M expert. Um, and she kind of starts off this class telling everyone, you know, how it's going to be. And Gabby wants everyone to really lean into it, even though it might be awkward. So they do a bunch of different things. One is everyone shares their safe word, which I thought was really funny. Um, I think Jason's was like cruise ship. Logan cracked me up because he, he said his was asbestos. Spencer's cracked me up. He said his was Albuquerque. So I thought that part was really funny. Um, and then we dive into these sexual questions, which because this is broadcast television, ABC, they can't even really air them and they're half bleeped out. So I was trying to decode what they were asking. It seemed like she was asking about oral sex and masturbation, et cetera. And the guys kind of got awkward about it, which I don't blame them. Then they kind of got in a circle and shirtless, whipping, candle wax. I, I just kind of blew by it because I was like, all right, here's another date that will do like my worst nightmare. Um, right. <laughs> oh my God. Vince, start of the date was flat. Like his poor cheeks were just bright pink. Who? Spencer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I he see was, it. At, you no. saying that I see it. <laughs> he was so not having it. Yeah. Um. So that was that was like the day portion of the day, and of course they're supposed to have the night portion of the day, but it would not be an episode if we didn't have some Logan drama. And Jesse goes to Gabby's room and tells her that, you know, sadly, Logan has COVID and they have their whole moment like, well, I hope he's okay, blah, blah, blah. But they have to cancel the evening portion of the date due to Logan having COVID. But we also see all the other guys are kind of together and waiting for Gabby to show up. And it, that was weird to me because it's like if Logan has COVID, can't they all be at risk for having COVID while they all group together in this room? I don't know. Jesse comes in and he tells the guys the date's canceled and the guys are like, oh, where's Logan? Is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. But J Jesse never explicitly tells the guys that Logan has COVID. So it was just very odd. I don't know if I believe that Logan has COVID. I kind of think there's some other cover up going. He had to leave for another reason. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't believe the Logan has COVID thing either. I thought it was super weird that Je Jesse didn't address it. Um, but I'm going to read you Logan's statement that he wrote on his Instagram. Okay. It's kind of long, but he says this year I decided to go on a reality dating show. I figured it was something new. It was an adventure, but I came out the other side with much more than an experience. I came out of this with real feelings, strong emotions, lessons learned, and a lot to be grateful for. Two very strong women gave me the opportunity to learn about myself and about relationships. Thank you for your class, your patience, and your time. Rachel, I'm sorry that I added more difficulty to an already challenging journey. That was never my intention, but it was inspiring how strong you were through it all. Gabby, thank you for taking a chance on me. The stars didn't quite align with you and I, but I am, better, I am a better person for knowing you. You both have shaped me <clears throat> into a better man and are so deserving of happiness. I know you will find it with the men you have remaining. 
Watching myself on Monday nights gave me a different perspective. I will always be someone who will steer with my heart, whether it is popular or not. But in the future, I want to lead with intention and pursue with purpose. I am ready to bring those lessons back into my life. I have struggled with my mental health since I was 12 years old. And this process was more difficult in that arena than I ever thought possible. Destructive thoughts and constant doubt are hurdles that I think everyone relates to at some point, but not everyone talks about. I want to be transparent about that part of my journey too, and I hope I can be a safe place for others who struggle with it. Acknowledging my mental health and how it affects those around me will be a priority in my life moving forward. So his statement kind of makes me feel like mental health issue yeah mm-hmm. i agree it, his statement never says i had COVID and i had to leave so no it doesn't it says absolutely nothing about COVID at all it um they say nothing to the men about COVID. i mean of course it could have been edited out maybe we just didn't see it but you would think that like i guess like at one point we hear I think Jason, I don't know, one of the guys saying, um, like, is, Lo- is Logan okay? Spencer, Spencer did, and it was really sweet because he could, you could tell he was actually really concerned. So yeah. I don't think, I don't think Jesse did tell him it was COVID because was, he was like. Yeah, and so I don't know. I mean, yeah. But isn't the rule that if you have to, if you're in contact with people, you have to tell, like, you would think on a show like this, where I know on all reality shows now, they have like a COVID person on set yeah. to make sure they're following rules. I don't fucking get this. Yeah. So I did try to look back and see if there was like any editing trickery and maybe they like added in the COVID thing later, but um, it, it looks like he did tell her in person. It wasn't like it cut from, you know, it wasn't. Frank invited together but it makes me wonder if maybe like that conversation between um Jesse and Gabby maybe happened like back in LA and they were just like in a hotel like a random hotel room or something like that um because he definitely tells her about COVID in person but that dress that Gabby is wearing we never see it any other time because they don't have a cocktail party right but I, I, I did. I tried to look back and dissect it, but that's all I could come up with. But yeah. You would think his statement would say something like, thanks everyone for your concern, but I've recovered and I'm doing great now. You know, COVID's no joke. Well, like something like that. You know what I mean? Sorry yeah. I had to leave. Like this, it's, it's a cover up. I really want to hear, you know, we might not even hear like the real truth for another year once he's out of contract, but I really am excited to hear like what the truth is. And I think we will hear it, but I think it might be another year before we hear it. Okay. Um, yes. So I guess Logan is gone. Nate is gone and we're on to the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. And at the cocktail party, we don't see Gabby talking with her men at all, but we see Rachel talk with 
every single one of her remaining guys. Um, so when we get to the rose ceremony, Gabby has four men left, all without roses. Rachel has five men left with Tyler and Zach already having a rose. Gabby gives out three roses because she says that she just can't see herself meeting the families of four men. And Rachel gives out four roses. So Gabby gives her roses to Eric, Johnny, and Jason. So going to hometowns for Gabby, we have Eric, Johnny, and Jason. And Rachel gives out roses to Avon and Tino. So we have Tino, Avon, Tyler, and Zach going to hometowns for Gabby with both Ethan and Spencer being eliminated at the rose ceremony. So I was like wondering, I'm like, it's not fair that uh, Rachel is giving Zach a second date. Ethan didn't even get a date yet. This sucked. But now like seeing this on paper, I realized she couldn't have given Ethan the date because she would have had to give him a rose or eliminate him there. And then there would have been like no suspense for this final rose ceremony whatsoever. Cause then they mm -hmm. both would have just had four guys. So that's probably why that happened. Yeah. And I think too, that like, I, I think that one-on-one -on -one dates are potentially like suggested by production, but I think they have choices and they like ultimately can decide who they want to take on their one-on-one um, -on -one dates. I know that there was a season, maybe Tasha's or Michelle's, it was a recent season um but one of the girls all of her final men had multiple one-on-one -on -one dates and that very rarely happens but those are the men that the bachelorette wanted to know so those are the men that got the one-on-one -on -one dates yeah um okay so abby what are your top two moments of the episode this episode okay um my best moment was Nate coming back to fight for Gabby. I'm just kidding. I just wanted that to happen. <laughs> Y'all's faces. I was like, well, is someone not going to respond to me like that didn't happen? I'm like, okay, so what are you talking, referring to here? I mean, I need another cup of coffee because I'm like, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, what did I miss? <laughs> I wish like, video videoing this because if y'all seen your faces y'all just <laughs> like, froze with like tear the headlights <laughs> no I wish that happened okay my best moment was um all the guys being really sweet and supportive of Gabby after letting Nate go and it wasn't just when she was there they were talking about it and saying how Nate was like a great guy and I think they were really like concerned for her in the situation. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was really sweet. And then my other best moment was, and this is really random. It was just a, a short little clip, but I loved it. When Ava, Avon and Rachel were talking and about me going to hometowns and meeting the families. And he said, they're going to love you. And he said, they are going to love me with you. And that just resonated so hard for me because like, 
that's so important. Like my family sees how happy I am with Mitch and Mm -hmm. that's a huge deal to, you know, to family. They want their, their son or daughter to, to be happy, like with the person they're with. So I thought that was, I just really liked that line. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. That, yes, I agree. That is. So, um, for me, I think that, um, Gabby, okay. So Gabby following her heart and proceeding to hometowns with only three men instead of like the typical four, um, was one of my top moments because even though my favorite person, Nate got eliminated, She was really following her heart this episode and she didn't just take someone there because that's what's supposed to happen. She decided that these are the three guys. And so I'm excited to see what happens in in future episodes. Do we get to see all three of them at um, overnight dates? Because normally there are three guys at overnights. So does nobody get eliminated? Does she eliminate them? Does she have more time with just her top two men? Um, I mean really we're set up for Gabby to not have to have an elimination in her top three or her top two because theoretically unless we're she's just eliminates one after hometowns and one after one-on-ones then nobody will come home to meet her family or just the one person will and she'll know who her winner will know who her winner is potentially before finale day if that's the case so no, Logan's going to come back and, and terrorize us for another episode. <laughs> there's no way if he has COVID, that's even possible. So I don't think that that's possible. But um, yeah, I just I love that she decided that I'm going to do things my way. I don't care if I'm supposed to have four guys at hometowns. These are my these are my three. These are my three men. And um I did hear in an interview, I kind of mentioned this briefly earlier, that Gabby said that even if Logan didn't have COVID, um, they didn't have as strong as a connection as she had with the other three men, he would not have been going to hometowns even if he was there. And if she were to have taken a fourth man man to hometowns, that it would have been Nate. Um, So my other top moment of the episode was Zach talking about his weight loss journey. I already talked pretty in depth about how much I love this conversation earlier. Um, but just like learning how to love himself and grow. I just thought that that was like such an important, healthy conversation that they had. That was my other top moment of the episode. Yeah. I like that too. Um, mine were, um, Ethan saying Tino's being a baby back bitch. I love that. Um, and then my other one is the preview. Zach's uncle is apparently Putty from Seinfeld. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch the previews. That's exciting. That's cool. Mitch came out here and he's listening a little bit and his eyes just opened up like, huh? Because he loves Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, it showed him in the preview. And I swear to God, I'm like, that looks like Putty from Seinfeld. And then I looked it up online after and it actually was. I, I didn't know if it was just someone who looked like him or what. But it is, so I'm excited for that. Um, and what are we talking on to the least favorite moments? Yes. Okay, so my least favorite, how Logan's exit was handled, felt sketchy, didn't feel right. 
And then my other least favorite moment was some of the guys getting second dates, Nate and Zach, before some of the guys, Ethan and Spencer, getting even first dates. So I kind of like didn't like how that worked out, but I understand with the eliminations, they have to keep up the suspense. So they couldn't really have done it now that we just talked that up. Yeah. Um, so I completely agree with you. I put that Logan leaving because of COVID was one of my least favorite things too, just because of the way it was handled. If he really had COVID, then I doubt it would be one of my least favorite moments, but it was just handled in my opinion, so sketchily that, um, it was definitely one of my least favorite moments. And then also Nate being eliminated. He was been my favorite all season. I've been hyping him up this whole time. And so just that breakup was just so heartbreaking. But that's what got my least two favorite moments this episode. Okay, so obviously y'all know my top least favorite moment. And that was Nate and Gabby not working out. Um, and then my other one was Logan getting COVID. Um, but my reasoning was because I thought it sucked for Gabby because she had just let this guy with, that she had a great connection with go. And she didn't even get time with, besides like, yes, the group date, but not any really one-on-one time with any of these guys to make her decision. But now, Christina, you gave me a little backstory. So I feel like she had already made up her mind anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep, she probably didn't need that cocktail after the right. after part of the group date. But at the time, I was like, oh, this sucks for her. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of does, but it's what she wanted, you know? Um, okay. So how about your best dress of the episode? Can we talk about the fashion this episode? I hated it. I don't have any best dress. I got nothing. Rachel's dress with the red sleeves. Horrific. I I can't. It was awful. Awful. What is it with the deal with these big freaking puffy sleeves and then her purple dress too had that big sleeve I thought oh yeah I I'm glad you mentioned the red dress because I hated that as well um so I put for my best dress it was hard honestly I went back and like fast forwarded through the whole episode trying to figure out like what I was going to put for best dress this episode and I landed on um Gabby's yellow sequin dress that she was going to wear for the the post group date cocktail party but that we never really got to see um because logan had covid we only saw the dress when she's sitting down um talking to jesse about logan having covid so i don't i don't know i feel like yeah the fashion this episode was just not my personal taste So that's, but that's what, that's what I landed upon. How about you, Abby? What did you, what did you like this episode? I landed on, cause I thought it was all bad. I thought, I thought Gabby's outfit, like her blouse at the sexual erotica therapist or whatever she was, was Mm -hmm. okay. Um, But honestly, from the very opening scene when they're on the boat and looking out at the water was Rachel's jeans and her black sweater. Oh, Okay. I like that just simple and classy so that's what yeah. I went with I do think that they had some like decent some of their more casual looks were um not like terrible as as bad as some of the the dresses and stuff that they wore this episode 
Um, so I can definitely agree with you there, but it was nothing that like stood out to me as like, oh, that's really cute. You know what I mean? Why was Gabby wearing a trench coat on her date with Nate? I thought that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I was like, are the, is that kind of dress in? I, I literally, I went in, I went, so I watched this episode like probably Monday or Tuesday last week. And this morning I'm like, I still don't have a best dress. Let me, I had on my DVR. So I fast forward through the whole thing. There was nothing that stood out to me and everything was like worse than the next. So I had nothing. <laughs> I, love and I think the stylist on this show does Rachel no favors because she's so no. beautiful and they put her in these horrible dresses. I don't know. I love how we both were like, oh, we don't have a best dress. And so we both fast forwarded through the episode trying to find it. Well, I always write down when I like the the outfits and so the reason why I had to go back and do that is because I didn't like anything <laughs> yep um okay so Abby who was your MVP and your LVP of this episode okay my MVP was Nate for how he handled um the breakup and being like you know super supportive and just sweet to her about the whole thing and understanding. And then my LVP was Tino for how he handled not getting the rose um, on the group date. Yeah. Um, my LVP was Tino as well because of the way that he handled not getting the rose on the group date. Such a huge turnoff for Tino. I hope that we see a different side of him come uh, hometowns, overnight dates, what, whatever we see of him in the future. I hope that we see a different side of him than we saw this really weird competitive side of him, F boy side of him, um, <laughs> this episode. Um, and then I gave my MVP to Gabby. I think that she, um, navigated things really well. Yes, she was emotional, but that was a really emotional breakup. And I think that, um, like I said earlier, her choosing to only take three months to hometowns instead of four and really standing her ground and who she feels she has the strongest connections with. Um, I give it to Gabby. I think that she had a really great hard episode, but great episode. I agree with that. I had Nate slash Gabby, but I figured one of y'all would say Gabby. So um, my MVP, I gave to Zach. I thought he had a good date with Rachel. It was his second date with Rachel. He got to kind of open up a little bit more and talk about his weight, weight loss. He didn't have to do that horrible cheese weightlifting thing. So he just had a good episode for me. Um, and then my LVP is the baby back bitch, Tino. So we're all on the same page. Oh my God, the baby back bitch. Now on he's BBB. It cra- I, it's so funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> That is so funny. That's so funny. It's such a good insult. I have to use it in my real life. <laughs> oh, I'm going to laugh the day that I see that on Twitter from you, Michelle. I'm sure I'm sure the day is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so do we have any last thoughts on Bachelorette before we move on to F-Boy Island? Yeah, Kyle from Big Brother is a baby back bitch, too. Big one. There we go. Kyle <laughs> Big Brother um that's hilarious yeah he is playing an interesting game that's for sure um okay so moving on to f boy island um we 
don't have any one-on-one dates this episode we just have this um beach party that the whole group is at um we see a few of the like really strong connections um people being coupled up we see benedict talking to louise and louise is asking how benedict feels um benedict tells her that he'll open up more when she asks him out on a date so um she tells him that that's okay and um then we see mia and danny and um Mia is very grateful that Danny tried to help her with her panic attack that she had. I mean, her panic attack at the beginning of the at end of last week's episode and the beginning of this week's episode, she's just absolutely breaking down. Um, she's realizing that she's eliminated so many nice guys. She doesn't know if Danny or Peter are F boys and she is just at total meltdown mode. And Danny's really there um to help her uh really kind of come out of that he does a really great job and then we see Tamaris and Casey Casey um is very excited that he's still there he wants to be a power couple um Tamaris talks about how much she likes Casey she says that her uh JJ is magical and um I just think it's so funny that there are like so many reality TV people that like refer to their vagina as being like I don't know like it really reminded me of there was a bachelor girl on the bachelor on Nick Vial season her name was Corinne Olympias and she refers to she says she has a platinum vagine and then um we know like Kayla on her real yes. season says that she has a golden pussy and so it just like really reminds me of these two things and like how there are these very strong personality reality tv females who really just thinks that they're the shit in bed apparently and i just think that it's super funny it makes well since since y'all can't see us if y'all had seen michelle's eye roll when christina brought up kayla i'm surprised her eyes are back down (laughs) because they went so far because christina it's immediately i've thought of kayla in that moment and she was so annoying to me in that moment i remember it was like they were around the pool where was that season where were they vegas where the hell were they Vegas, Vegas, yeah. Oh, God. I hated that real world season. Sorry. I mean, that's not that's not an unpopular opinion. A lot of people didn't like that real world season. And um, since you loved that Kayla moment so much, I'm your homework now, Michelle, is to YouTube the um, plat- platinum vagine scene from The Bachelor. Okay. From the bachelor. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, okay, so this episode is very different than anything else that we've seen um, so far this season. We get to see um, them deep dive social media. So um, do one of you two want to talk a little bit about what they found on the social media? What do you, uh, you, Abby? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I, guess I will. Um... 
I don't know if I even did this in order, but base. Okay. Um, Luis sees there's a picture of Nick and like, he has these Photoshopped fangs and tattoos and like a spiky yeah. collar. Not sure what the hell he's doing. It was really creepy. I did um, not give Nick my LVP, but I almost gave Nick my LVP because of his stupid social media. Yeah, not cute. Um, Tom's social media was all about his heartbreak to his ex fiance. And so Tamaris was like thinking she's just a rebound girl. Um, well, wouldn't Danny, you if he was if you saw that ring video with oh, like hundred percent? Oh yeah, I that would go through my head for sure. Before he explained it, I had that as one of my least favorite moments. After he explained it, like okay, like Tamara said, if that's something that's really important to you, like keep it. I just I just don't want to see it right now. So I I agree with that. But yeah, that was. I would be not happy if I saw something like that. Yeah, I would definitely have some questions. Um, Mercedes is him like in front of in front of this like badass car. I don't know anything about cars. I don't know what kind of car it was, but it was funny. The girls were like, do you think that's his car? And they're like, hell no, that's not his car. So basically him just being a poser. Um, Benedict had pictures of that looked like a wedding um which later on I don't know if we'll talk about this like when they call the guys out but Louisa's asking about these engagement photos and I'm like mm-hmm. why like are, why do you think they're engagement photos she's wearing a fucking wedding dress so that all confused me Maybe I didn't we'll- get Abby I'm so glad you said that I didn't get that either yeah it was it was really I confusing wanted him to not be married is what I got from it Okay. okay. Well, they were very clearly wedding pictures. Yeah. Um, so she's like, has he, could he be hiding a wife and kid for me? Um, and then Danny, uh, a familiar name, um, has pictures at, at a wedding with Angelina. So they were, they were each other's date to a wedding. So Mia got all concerned about that. And they started questioning, like, is he just doing this for clout? Cause obviously he was involved or friends or something with a very popular reality tv person um tom of, or not not tom um who who am i missing were there any other uh kyan oh, kian yeah. was cute yeah uh kian kyan um kian oh sorry i think yeah i think they enjoyed his it looked like him just some good, you know, modeling shoots and looked all innocent. And then of course, Peter's was a bunch of um, modeling pics and it was, it was cute. Cause Mia's like, Oh, I've already been there, done that. Like she's stalked his Instagram before. So she's like, I know, I know what, you know, he likes every comment, hyping him up. And um, so are those all the big ones? I didn't write, I didn't write every single one down. So I may have missed. Oh no, I did miss one. I remember Casey and his girlfriend and the dates of what he told Tamaris when they broke up are not matching up with his social media breakup. 
So apparently right. she told them they broke up around Thanksgiving and then it's mid-January that it looks like on social media where they actually broke up. Do we know when was filming? How does like November to January when it's like when they're talking about Thanksgiving to January, it just seems like, okay, we're talking about a month and a half, like a year long relationship, kind of like Casey said, you know, it wasn't just like a clear cut breakup. Like that's when we broke up was around Thanksgiving or whatever, but maybe when it like actually really finished was like January is kind of the vibe that I got. But I want to know when was filming because that also plays a difference because if filming was the beginning of February, then that makes the breaking up in, in January seem way sooner than November, given, you know, the the fast paced time periods that we have with um, love shows and reality TV. Yeah, Based I don't on- know when filming was, but uh, as far as the breakups, like I, I've been in very few or zero clear cut breakups when I've been in long term relationships. I'm I'm sorry. I've never we've never broken up and then never talked or seen each other again. Right. So people who do more power to you. I mean, shit, I filed for a divorce and six weeks later was still hanging out with my ex-husband. So not probably the smartest move, but breakups aren't very clear cut. Right. So. Exactly. Based on the, the timeline of what Casey and Tamaris were talking about, I was under the opinion that filming was at the end of January. That's when it started. Okay. Okay. Maybe well, early think- February. It was between end of January and February. Okay. So then that is pretty quick that he was still talking to his ex and then turned around and came on the show. Yeah. Together or not, he had some type of relationship with her. Yeah. Um, okay, so Limbro this week was kind of funny. Do you want to talk a little bit about Limbro, Michelle? Yeah, I kind of wish some of these segments were longer. This one was Judge Nikki, and I think she could have done a segment for each and every one of the guys, and it would have been really funny. Yeah, um, I agree. But they filmed a whole intro for Judge Nikki. Um, and my favorite little line from it is where when she said, uh, Judge Nikki, where the jury is always hung. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, so the, the case for Judge Nikki this week was the women versus Kylan and Mikey D. As we know, Kylan and Mikey D are the two guys that admitted they have girlfriends when they were eliminated. Um, so basically, Mikey D says, you know what, he actually broke up with his girlfriend to come on the show. Um, and Kylan says, um, his girlfriend was cool with him coming on the show just to get the money. So I don't know. It was a pretty cute segment with Nikki as the judge. Um, I actually like, I, this was like a limbo that I actually really enjoyed and I wanted more of, I wanted her to go through each of the guys and do a case on each of the guys. I completely agree. I loved this limbo and I, yeah, I wish she would have done. I mean, I'm sure like filming wise, they probably did film one with each of the guys, but this is all they showed. Which makes sense because this was like a jam-packed episode, but I really liked this whole episode as a whole. That was a that was a really funny, funny segment for sure. Yeah. Okay. So then today we did not have an elimination. There were no guys eliminated. All we see is that um um we get the F boy or nice guy reveal. And I think that I have so many thoughts on all of this that 
we should just go through each of these guys one by one. We can kind of each kind of maybe take one and talk about it. Um, because okay, are we going to say what we thought though before? Um, well, I didn't like necessarily write it down, but yeah, we can like from my mind. Yeah, absolutely. From our, like, I don't know. Did both of you write it down before? Well, no, I did, but I, I can try it. to remember. Okay. I wrote it down when I was texting y'all. So when I made those guesses, so that's, I oh, just okay. that and copied that. Okay. Okay. So our first guy is Brayden. And I personally, I thought he was going to be a nice guy. I said F boy, but I really, really hope he's a nice guy. I thought he was like a little awkward or whatever. So I was thinking nice guy, just based on like, he, there were points where I couldn't, I felt like he can't even hold a conversation. He's a little awkward, whatever, but no. In the like song that he wrote for Mia, I, I thought, yeah, I, I really thought that Brayden was a nice guy, but I was wrong. We were all wrong. Brayden is an F boy. I was right. Oh, I said F boy. I but yeah. I oh, wanted. wanted. I said, but I'm really hoping. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So yes, Brayden is an F boy. Um. The next guy is Asante. I. I don't think that we really got to know him very much. So based on the fact that like, I feel like some of the nice guys maybe fall into the background a little bit. They're like not as big of personalities that maybe since we haven't seen him, um, he's probably a nice guy. I put three question marks because I literally had no idea because we had not seen him at all. I thought nice guy, and I'll tell you why, because I remember the scene where he um, told, I think Tamaris, he's never had a relationship. He's only had situationships, um, and he's always been the side guy, um, and I was thinking, I'm like, if he was an F-boy and he was trying to hide the fact that he was an F-boy, he never would have said that, you know, he would have made up some story. So I was like, he's a little bit too honest. He's telling us a little bit too much. He's a nice guy. Oh yeah. I remember that conversation now that you say that. See, yeah. I got the vibes now that you bring up that conversation that maybe he was an F-boy because situationships do not sound like nice guy material but if he was the one that was getting kind of screwed over in this side guy now it makes sense okay so what is he christina he is a nice guy yay yes um so so far we have one f boy and one nice guy moving on to kian i honestly i thought that kian was a nice guy i really I really did. He, he, um, has had like, not like super huge moments, but I feel like all of the mo moments that he's had, um, he's just like, seemed really sweet. I don't, I, there's nothing that I remember seeing that may, would make me think like, oh yeah, like that guy, I don't know about him. No, I a hundred percent said nice guy. Me too. <laughs> well, we were all wrong about that one. And apparently everybody else was too, because everybody seemed absolutely shocked when Kian reveals that he is an F boy. And like, based on his video that they showed us, it looks like he's a pretty big F boy, but. 
I'm like a chip. I dip and go. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. <laughs> FYI or not. I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> that line yeah. is amazing. That's I still funny. like him. I don't care. I think he's like, wants to maybe an inner night, maybe one day wants to be a nice guy. I don't know. Hopefully, because I really like Ian. I like him. I know. Yeah. How disappointing that he was an F boy. That was, I think, maybe. Okay, it definitely wasn't my biggest disappointment. I get dis- way more disappointed later on, but he was one of the biggest disappointments for me. I really thought he was a nice guy. Um, okay, so then we have Nick. <laughs> what did you think? I put nice guy, which I don't know why I even put that considering that Instagram story or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, he seemed, he did seem, I always got nice guy vibes from him. Yeah. I mean, I can see the nice guy vibes, but I don't know. I just, he's always seemed like I, I, I've never gotten a really good read on him. So I thought that he could possibly be an F boy. I uh, thought nice guy. Cause he was so bland and boring. Like he wasn't bringing much <laughs> to the table. Kind of like Asante. Yeah. No, I can see that, but I just, I, yeah, I just feel like I couldn't get a read on him. So I don't know, but he is, we find out he is revealed to be an F boy. And he starts off by like, I just want to say that and all the boys, all the men just shut him down and the women. They're like, just fucking say it already. Like, yep. I thought this one, I, I think this was my favorite episode. Yeah, oh, for sure. For <laughs> and then sure. he just, he just gets this like sheepish smile, this sheepish smile. And he's like, yeah, I'm an F boy. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So then we have Jabrain. Oh, I put nice guy a hundred percent. Yeah. I, he's definitely a nice guy. Yep. I thought so too. I, and I really, really like him. Me too. Mm-hmm. I put in parentheses he's so sweet and so hot I find him so attractive and he just seems so mature yes um no okay so I think that like in the future they should do um like a reversed f-boy island like an f-girl island where they have some of the nice guys like Jabrain and maybe two other nice guys um come back and be the leads and then have that's 100 gonna happen if they're smart that's that's gonna happen so i i hope that happens that's my hope is that they take a little bit which like i think that you know they do pull a little bit from bachelor because um elon gale who founded bachelor in paradise was a bachelor producer for i think don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure like 10 plus years is the creator and producer of f boy island yeah, he was a big he was a big deal in the bachelor world. Yeah, so. he created paradise. So um yeah, okay. So And he was so he was a nice guy. We were all yes. correct. Yes, he is a nice guy. Um okay, so moving on to Aaron. I put nice guy. Okay, yeah. Um, Aaron is the one who they didn't even show us his date because it was too boring. So yeah, Aaron is definitely a nice guy. 
And they show nothing about him revealing what he is, except one word. (laughs) Yeah, they, like, edited him out. Yeah. Yeah, He he had to be a nice guy, because if he was an F-boy, they would have gave us something more. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then we have Tom. Um, I've always thought that Tom is a nice guy. Nice guy. Yep, yep, agreed. And we find out that he is a nice guy. Um, I still think the ring thing is super weird, but maybe he's just like, I don't know, heartbroken or. He's young really too. Is Isn't he like 23? Himself. Um, I don't know. He's young. So he's like, he's super emotional. I die when they play the sad trombone music over his confessionals. Oh, and he cries. He's 24. Oh, yeah. God, I'm sorry. He's annoying. Poor Tom. But he, but Tom is revealed to be a nice guy. And then we have Benedict. I've been saying all season, I think Benedict is a nice guy. Um, I, I love Benedict. He's one of my favorites. I would have been completely crushed if he was an F boy. I, uh, hundred percent said he's an f boy and i knew that in my gut that he is an f boy benedict yes oh what about what did you think i thought he was a nice guy yeah and i was hoping i was hoping too so so Uh, what is he well i'm really glad that me and michelle are right and you're wrong abby because he is a nice guy and i I am happy I was wrong too because I, y'all remember the first episode or two, I was not into Benedict. And now I could, no. I would maybe leave my husband for him. <laughs> I oh. love him. Love him. Um, he said, I have a resting F boy face. Yeah. I That's why that you were tricked, Abby. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, he's going to be an F boy. Yeah. I was, t- I was so wrong. And Louise is like giddy when she finds out that Benedict is a nice guy. So I'm super happy for Louise in this moment. Um, so then we have Mercedes, who we've already learned we is knew. an F boy. Yeah, we it, knew that one. It is just revealing it to <coughs> Louise that he's an F boy. Um, he says that he's ready for a relationship with Louise now. He really has strong feelings for her. He hopes that, you know, she can take him seriously. But of course, Louise is like disappointed. But I think part of her also suspected that maybe that was the case. Yep. So then we come to Casey. F boy. I thought he was F boy. Okay, I did not. I thought he came back as a nice guy because he's so different than what he was last season. So maybe, like, since I've already seen him on one season and and I guess, like, you guys haven't um, when you saw this episode, um, maybe that's part of why. But he just was, like, in the first season, so buddy, 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 like, bromance with Garrett, which obviously we did see in, you know, that short amount of time during that one episode where Garrett came in, but, um, 
at the end of last season, you know, he split the money or he would have split the money if he would have won. He would he chose to split with um, CJ. So I I just thought that we've seen some growth in him. So I was really hoping um, that he came back as a nice guy like he said he did. And I we find out that he is a nice guy. He did come back as a nice guy. And um, I'm really happy that he's a reformed F boy. <laughs> so why I was so adamant he was F boy is because in it must have been the first episode in the confessional. Peter said, I came back as a nice guy. Like I'm here. I didn't know that maybe what they said in the confessional may or not may not be true. So I was convinced Peter was the nice guy uh, based on what he said in the confessional. And I thought. Okay, then Casey's gonna be an F boy. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so then we come to Danny, 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 Danny. Nice guy. I, yeah, I thought so too. Really hoping that Danny was a nice guy. He seemed to really be there for, um, even you know, just referring back to this episode. He seemed to really be there for Mia when she was breaking down in the beginning of the episode um, and like having her meltdown. And I just I've loved their dates together. Danny has become, you know, one of somebody that I like enjoy seeing on my screen. So I was really hoping um, that he was a nice guy. But unfortunately, we find out that Danny is an F boy. Um, Mia is pissed she says that she believes that um she's already been um wasting her time uh Danny tries to explain that he was engaged it got called off he was cheated on in his past three relationships um and so the reason that he came on as an f-boy is because he does not trust women after his last four relationships um but he says that now that he has met Mia. He's here for something real. He came here as an F-boy, but he doesn't feel like he is still an F-boy. And this sends Mia completely over the edge. She leaves crying. She's gone for a while. And it is just, it is not good for Mia at this point at all. No. Um, so then she says, just bring him up here. And, um, Peter comes up and we are left with the cliffhanger, not knowing if Peter is an F boy or a nice guy. So what are our predictions for next episode on Peter? Do we think he's a nice guy? Do we think he's an F boy? Um, I think he's still an F boy. I put F boy. I got confused because he said in the confessional he he was a nice guy and I thought that he couldn't lie to us. I thought he could only lie on the show. I got confused. Oh, okay. No, that totally makes sense. I just I think he's just trying to convince us is all. But well, it, it worked. Okay, so getting into our top moments of the episode then. This was such a jam-packed episode. It had like a million moments that I loved. I love the social media segment. I loved the Limbro segment. I loved the F-boy reveal. 
but what were your top moments of the episode, um, Abby? Okay. Um, I don't know why I found this so funny. Um, cause I'm mean, I'm a mean person, but Tom and Tamara is talking about his past relationship and him being so dramatic and <laughs> about to throw the ring in the fire or I don't know where he was going to throw it. And she's like, no, <laughs> yeah, just that whole scenario. And then she's like, well, at least, well, maybe just don't wear it around me. I don't know. Just him. I, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought that scene was hilarious. Um, and then God, I had, a, I had a few best moments. Um, one was the scene with Benedict and Louise. And she was asking, like, when are you going to show me some emotion? And he's like, I'll show you some emotion, but you have to ask me out on a date first. And they're like, oh, this is like a business meeting. I don't know. I just thought their interaction was really cute. And just um, for um, honorable mention or whatever, because since we watched Jersey Shore and I'm still watching it, when Danny, who is from Jersey, I don't know if y'all heard this, but like in his confessional, you know, when he was using the word mental, he calls it mentals. And if you watch Jersey Shore, like they end every word with an S. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's funny. So I don't know. So wait, can we go back to the whole Danny and Angelina thing? So after this episode, I was like, I want to go see when this picture from Angelina is from. And it was from October. And then she went to film All Star Shore in November. So what was the status of Chris and Angelina in October that she was comfortable to go to a wedding with another man as her date? Like, can you imagine, Abby, like telling Mitch, yeah, go to this wedding with this other woman? No. I know. So I'm like, what was their what was the status of Chris and Angelina at that point? I'm very confused. I mean, you know, I don't know. Mitch has, has girlfriends from his past, like high school stuff, because we went to the same high school, like friends of mine. And there's one that he's like, I mean, they don't talk on the phone or stuff, but you know, like we're all friends on Facebook. And I don't know if there are certain ones that's like, please, will you come to this wedding with me? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'd be like, sure. But just like a random, I don't know. I doubt they're really that close. So no. And vice versa for for Mitch, you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So anyway, I was just curious, like what, what was the status of Chris and Angelina at that point? Because I'm, I'm so confused about their, their status really yeah. throughout their whole marriage. Because like I said, since y'all told me that news, we have gone back to watch mm-hmm. and basically this season homecoming or not homecoming, um, family vacation reunion family vacation is what it's called now it's a lot of it centered around Angelina and her drama with the housemates and or not housemates anymore but you all know what I'm saying yeah Uh, and Chris and I'm confused about the timeline with with everything but honestly their couple years marriage didn't even seem like there was any good parts in it and there was a lot of infidelity so I think that um what we need to do is make a diagram that has a like a timeline diagram where we have like okay so they went to, she went to the wedding in October and then this filmed here so this thing with Coulter was here and this was here and I think we just need to 
um, lay out a, a timeline of, of Angelina and what the hell is going on with her. <laughs> and there's a couple other side pieces too that have come into play before oh my timeline. Potro, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So why are they getting married? I guess, I guess for the pomp and attention and for the show and whatever else. I don't know. I don't know, but that lifestyle is, is, is not for me. That's for sure. I can't, I can't imagine, like, it seems like the type of, okay. So I, I, I work at a restaurant. So some of the people that I work with are, are younger than me. And this particular, like 24 year old comes to mind. Um, and him and his girlfriend are like, they've been together for, I don't know, since like the beginning of the year. So uh, like eight ish months now, but in that time they've got, they've broken up and they've gotten back together like four times. And so it's just, it just seems very, um, juvenile to me to always be, you know, like breaking up and getting back together. Like for me, like if I, if I'm going to pursue something, I want to be in a relationship. I want to, um, know that there's potential and I just hate the like back and forth, like breaking up, getting back together thing. And I feel like Angelina as someone in her forties at this point should, should not be doing that with her marriage, but I feel like that's exactly what's going on. And it just reminds me of this, like very, um, juvenile like relationships. <laughs> and well, and yeah. not just that, I mean, there's straight up like cheating going on. I mean, there's adultery going on and I don't know, maybe I'm just way too conventional. Maybe I don't like to share maybe I'm a prude. I don't know. But these, I, I just could not do the open relationships and this swinger stuff that people do. And it's a lot more common than you think, because there's some people I know in my real life who have confided in me about stuff. And I'm like, never would have guessed it. <laughs> and I just feel like it's so, so much more common than we really think. It's just not my lifestyle choice for the reasons I just told you. Right. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just boring. I don't think Long. so. I think that. No, no extra members in the bedroom. Right. Agreed. Definitely agreed. Um, There's some boring bitches. But that's okay. I, that's how I feel. What even watching these shows, I'm like, oh my god, I'm the most prude, boring person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that like in like Bachelor universe, like, I mean, if I was the Bachelorette, I would. Also well, that's like- a little bit different scenario. <laughs> I but, mean, so I mean, and, and like, yes, exactly. In in a scenario like that, like, I think I could could do it, but. um in like a regular everyday like relationship, like no, I'm I'm a very much so committed person for sure. Um, how did we get so off topic? We were talking about Abby was giving her top two moments, I think, right? Yeah, I think we got off topic because this episode is so interesting. It brings up so many other. I know. Okay, so I'm done with my top two. So someone else go. Okay, okay. What, what were yours, Michelle? Mine, I, the Judge Nikki segment, and then specifically when Nikki was talking to Mikey D, a.k.a. Michael, and she said, why am I talking like you? And he said, it's contagious. It was just really like that. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. 
And then I loved when Louise, after she saw the social media, she took Mercedes aside and she was like, like you're posing in front of cars and this and that. And then she got like, so like laser focused on the robe. And she's like, but you keep wearing this robe and those photos. She's <laughs> like, yeah, I wear the robe all the time. She's like, no, but it's like a hotel robe that you're wearing for these photos. Like, no, I have the robe with me here. I love this robe. I wear this robe every morning. Like it just cracked me up how focused she got on the robe and how he defended it to the death. Well, and, and then it, it then it showed picture or scenes with, of him like with the robe on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't lying about that robe. <laughs> no, he just likes that robe. I just thought that was really funny that she got so focused on that. Um. Yeah. No. That that was really funny, and I loved that. Um. He also. Um literally like we could see like the montage of him wearing the the robe inside of inside of the villa <laughs> i thought that was hilarious yeah that's great moment to bring up michelle i love that um okay so my top moments i had several but i'm gonna go with um Mia saying that she already deep dived Peter's Instagram. I thought that was hilarious. And then I also love that Tamaris has all nice guys. She, um, I love Tamaris. Yeah. She's my favorite of the three. I think that she just like has this like super fun energy that I just absolutely love. And she has all nice guys left. So um, I'm going to go with those as my top moments, but I'm going to give, a just because I know how much Michelle hates it now a shout out to um Tamaris talking about okay. her that her JJ is magical magical yeah. just because it's like um I feel like the third time that I've seen it now yeah on reality tv yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, God. so what are we on to least favorite moments I'll do mine quickly. Danny being an F boy, devastation for me. I was, I remember, I remember where I was when I watched this episode, it was three o'clock in the morning and I was feeding the baby and I was watching this episode. And at three o'clock in the morning, I started stalking Danny on Instagram. It's like, this cannot be true. <laughs> devastation. <laughs> um, and then my other least favorite moment is Louise saying she doesn't feel passion with Benedict because I really want her to pick Benedict over Mercedes. And I also want to say Louise is annoying the shit out of me with like constantly looking for compliments. She's always like, so what do you like about me? And what, and, and, and why do you like me? And what do you like about me? And what do you like? I, it's driving me nuts. The, the constant, like, what do you like about me? It's like, I don't know. It's driving yeah, me nuts. All that, all that fishing. Well, let me yeah. go ahead and say my worst two moments was Danny being an F boy and Louise actually words coming out of her mouth saying she didn't feel any passion with Benedict and the kiss because I'm like you're an idiot so yeah. mine were the exact same as Michelle's my, my my third my third was Mia being so upset but I thought that was kind of a you know that was a big given so but yeah mine <laughs> I just I'm like Louise no girl something's wrong there yeah okay Michelle I mean Christina Okay, so for my least two favorite episodes, uh, or episodes, moments, 
Um, I put Brayden and Nick's social media. Um, it makes them both <laughs> look like huge douche canoes. Yep. Um, and then um, Mia having all F boys. I know. Poor Mia. I know. So, yeah, I felt really bad for her. And, but at the beginning, didn't she say that she wanted an F boy? So, like, oh. or was that Tamaris? But I think it was Mia. One of them said that they wanted no, Tamaris. No, Tamaris did. It was Tamaris. That's okay. why she was so shocked that she ended up with all nice guys. Well, I'm happy for Tamaris for having all nice guys, and I feel bad for Mia for having all F boys. And as much as I like Benedict, I mean, I have, I, I'm, I am at this episode. I have not watched ahead at all. Um, and I think that with Louise, it does not matter that Benedict is a nice guy. I think she is going to go with F boy Mercedes. I hope not. I, I I love Benedict. I hope she picks him in the end, but I just I have a, a feeling um that it's gonna be Mercedes. Mercedes is so tuned in to what she needs to hear and what she wants. It's crazy. So they I have get, I they do have a really strong connection. That's yeah. Um okay, so moving on to best dressed. Who is your best dressed of the episode? Um, I kind of decide between it's something I can never wear because um, I don't have boobs like hers. Um, but when, when they were in the house, when Nikki was talking to them, I really like Louisa's little white top crisscross thing with the beige, beige little, they look like linen, just like comfortable little pants. I thought that was pretty cute. But then I also loved Nikki's elimination dress, the black, the black fitted dress with like the one spaghetti strap. Okay. okay yeah. I remember that one. I don't remember Louise's outfit, but I remember that one. Um, okay. So how about you? Well, I liked Mia's sequin dress at the reveal of who's an F boy and who was a nice guy at the end. I thought that was super pretty. Yeah. Okay. So that is definitely my favorite dress as well. But I think that we had like a lot of really cute things this episode. Mia also had this like kind of slinky silver, um, shiny dress that she was wearing during her post social media conversations. That was just like really simple. And I didn't want to say like, oh, this is my favorite because like I said, it's just really simple, but it would just looked really nice on her. And I thought that, uh, uh, I think it was Tamaris, at, was wearing this like very sparkly um, dress at the F boy reveal as well. So I think all around, I, I think out of when Mia walked back from crying, um, that dress and just the, the, um, design pattern and I, the way it fit her I just I I think it has to be that sequin dress that Mia was wearing for for the best dress but I think that there was a lot of potential completely opposite of the um the bachelorette episode that we just saw so true so true 
So MVP and LVP to wrap things up here. Who is your MVP and LVP, Abby? Um, my LVP was Louise because she just annoyed me and what she said about Benedict. Um, and then my MVP, okay, just hear me out. My MVP was Danny because at the beginning of the episode, him being there for Mia while going through her panic attack, and you could tell he was genuinely worried. And I am maybe an idiot, but I'm really choosing to believe him that he was hurt before and that he really does care about Mia and is, is looking for like a solid relationship with a, with a good girl. I can agree with that. If he is the winner in the end and he takes the money, I will be shocked. I really think when it comes down to it, he's a nice guy. Um, yeah. Okay. So then for me, my MVP was Benedict. Um, I was just so glad that he was a nice guy and um, just like the um, giddiness that Louise had when she found out that he was a nice guy. I know it's something that she had been questioning. And so I hope that that just like rest assured, peace of mind. I hope that she can choose him um, going forward because I just, I love Benedict so much. He is one of my favorite guys there for sure. So I'm You're not going to choose someone if you don't feel passion in the kiss. Like, so they got to, she's got to get there or something. I because- but I think that one thing that was holding her back is that she couldn't read if he was an F boy or a nice guy. So now that she knows that he's a nice guy, I'm hoping that she leans in more. Well, I have kissed plenty of F boys and got that feeling. So that's true. That's true. I just find it interesting. I I think she likes Benedict on paper. I'm not sure if she likes Benedict. There just needs to be a spinoff of this show so that we can see all of these guys that we like again. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't want to wait a year for season three to come out and get another Casey, Peter, and Garrett back. I want... I want to see Benedict back. I want to see Danny. I want to see Tom. I I want to see all of these guys. In a different setting too, with more girls or like even having them be the F, like the the main, the leads. And, and like I said, having, bringing in some F girls because wouldn't it be like, okay, so imagine like Danny or Mercedes being, being like these reformed F boys that have come on and they're now looking for their nice girls or whatever. And they have to weed through the F girls when they were the F boys, like it would just be so good. Yeah, totally. Um, and then my LVP was Mia because she chose all F boys. Yeah, I, same for me. LVP Mia, and then I gave MVP to Tamaris because she has all nice guys left. Yeah. No. Yeah. Really okay. Well, this episode is really long, but um, it's uh, fun. As much as it surprises me, it doesn't surprise me because these were like two of the best, most 
talk being like we had so much to talk about this episode between these two episodes of the bachelorette and fboy island um i i think there's just so much to say is there anything else you two want to add before we end this i don't think so i'm good okay well thank you everyone so much for tuning in and with that f boy f bye